This is Dojo Live, Tech Without Borders, stories that bring us together. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon, and thank you for joining us on Dojo Live today, Monday, the 17th of December. My name is Kim Lantis, broadcasting live from one of Nearsoft offices in Hermosillo, Sonora, Mexico. Joining me today are my teammates, Carlos Ponce and hey. Wendy McLean. Hi, guys. Hello, Kim. Very good. Hey. Um, so we're happy to welcome our final guest of the year, actually, our final guest of 2018. Um, to wind down the year, we'll be talking about how to reimagine the travel agent or tour operator digital relationship. Today's guest is here to tell us how he and his team are doing just that. Please welcome the CEO of DH Enterprise, Ben Block. Hi, Ben. Welcome to Jojo Life. Hi, guys. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you. So, Ben, to go ahead and get us started, why don't you share us a, with us a bit more about yourself, um, your background, and how it is that you finally arrived with DH Enterprise? Sure. And I will try to keep it as brief as possible, because I think this is probably the least interesting part of our, uh, <laughs> of our talk here. Um, my background is in tech. Um, for, um, for about eight years, from 2006 to 2014, I was CTO of a London-based internet company developing brands in the classified space. Um, we actually developed um, a strong brand presence in uh, Western Europe and then um, uh, took some of our success there into Latin America and were able to sell our Latin American business to eBay uh, in, in the end of 2013 and the beginning of 2014. Um, at that point, I moved back to the States um, and founded co-founded a business creating data-driven solutions for the online food ordering space, which basically means we created recommendation engines um, uh, against things like the, the, the Seamless or Grubhub data sets and, the, um, uh, and something we called an intelligent search engine, which I won't get into the details of that now. We sold that business uh, to Grubhub uh, in 2016. When I moved back to the States in 2014, I, I met this, this, the business that I, I run now, DH Enterprise, and was asked to join their board. Uh, DH Enterprise was trying to is a traditional tour operator and was trying to kind of become more and more of a what I guess we call a tech-enabled tour operator these days. And um, I guess they they're in their infinite wisdom thought somebody with my background would be beneficial for their board. I sat on the board for a couple of years, and when we sold Basque Labs, the um, the company I referenced earlier to Grubhub, um, I um, I agreed to come on board and run DH. Um, DH is a uh, sort of conventional tour operator. So for those who are familiar with the um, kind of legacy travel business, tour operators kind of sits in between the travel agent and the um, and the customer. Uh, uh, excuse me, I shouldn't say that. The, the travel agent sits between the customer and the tour operator. We provide the, the product to the travel agent. Um, and uh, uh, I guess w without jumping too far ahead, perhaps in this conversation, um, uh, DH had kind of cut out the travel agent in its um, business plans for the most part um, in, in leading up the, the couple years before I took it over. And um, uh, we'll talk a bit about the history, if you'd like, of, of DH, um, but we saw an opportunity in re-engaging with the, with the travel agent community. And that's, that's in fact what I'd love to talk about today. Perfect, so that was actually my next question for you um, is exactly how DH Enterprise is doing just this, imagining, re-imagining the, the travel agent or tour operator and tool operator digital relationship. So sure. when did the need for this reimagination kind of occur and why and where is it headed with you? It's a it's a great question. And let me maybe take a, a half a step back and explain. So when I took over DH, we we basically had 
completed a, a pivot of the business to really a direct model. So we were selling direct to consumers rather than through travel agents, which had been um, the business's kind of um, bread and butter for many years. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the, the, the direct business is done under a brand called Great Value Vacations, which is a, a fairly large brand and we um, operate sort of flash sales and mid-market. Uh, we sell mid-market um, air-inclusive vacation packages, as I said, direct to customers. Um, uh, it, it's a it's great business and it's an exciting business and it's a business that I understand well because I have a, a sort of you know, e-commerce direct-to-consumer background. Um, but in, in coming on board and researching how to grow this business, and in fact, we did grow the consumer business 40% the first full year I was here, but I didn't think we could pull that trick off again. Um, you know, that's that's impressive growth in or, you know, organically and without, you know, significant inorganic strategy, um, it was it was going to be difficult. So looking at the um, at, at the industry and understanding kind of how a company like like mine fits into the industry, it became clear that that we were ignoring travel agents at our own peril. And in fact, the data will tell you that that 65 percent of companies like DH, which is to say traditional tour operators, sell their product through travel agents. And we were leaving a lot of money on the table by not having a travel agent, agent solution. Now, you know, when you're, you know, I'm a tech guy, as I said, and when you're a, you know, what's the expression? When you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail, right? So we wanted to provide, I wanted to create a, a, a digital solution for re-engaging um, with the travel agent. So what we've done is we've gone ahead and, and I've sort of coined this expression, reimagined the, the tour operator and travel agent digital relationship. So what that means, um, in, in, in I'll try to be brief here, is we, we've, we've interviewed, we've spent a lot of time talking to agents, what works for them, what doesn't work for them, what do they like about tour operators, what don't they like about tour operators. And um, uh, uh, we learned a lot. And we went ahead and tried to create a, 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 an interactive digital um, a tool set that would give these agents access to our product from a, what I would call a DIY perspective. So, and, and I can talk about what our product is in a moment. Um, that's what we've done. And I can probably get into more detail if you'd like uh, at any point. Yeah, please do. Okay. So, so the way we think about our product is, is there, there's effectively three different um, uh, pieces of content, so to speak, that we use on our consumer facing side to convert customers. And we wanted to give that same tool set to the agents. And that it is, it is literally kind of what we call travel inspiration content. And then we have pre-built vacation packages. And then we also have what's known in industry as, as custom FIT. So you can, a, a, a customer or an agent can create its own, their own um, custom package using our, our underlying products. What DH didn't have was, was a vehicle for agents to get access to this content or these products. Um, and one of the reasons why, one of the challenges to that is agents will tell you when, when you speak to them, their biggest um, challenge or frustration in working with a tour operator is that this day and age, the tour operators often try to steal their customers. So I heard, I heard agents saying, you know, I, 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 it, it's a necessary evil to work with your, 
with your um, with a tour operator. I I have to sell your product, but the next year if I don't get it get it get to my customer um, early enough in the in the buying cycle, you're going to market to them directly, and you're going to sell to them directly, and I'm going to be cut out. So what we did was we built this tool set that really enabled and kept the communication with the with the customer in the hands of the agent. And in fact, we created what we call a pledge. Um, uh, uh, to to effectively do just that. So the pledge includes things like we will never share your customers' uh, information with any third party except whatever is necessary to book the travel. Um, we will never reach out to your customers, you know, without your permission. We will never market to them without your contact information on there. And ultimately, we will do everything in our power to make sure your customers have a great vacation experience. So, so what we built very specifically is access to our product or or in the case of the, the 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 travel inspiration content access to that content and then really a, a deep set of sharing tools that give the agents the capability of sharing this this content or these itineraries with their with their customers and the, the sharing is all done not surprisingly through the web so you receive an email there's a link in the email the email appears to come from your from your agent our, 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 B2C, our B2B brand is Scepter. You see Scepter on the screen behind me. All of the Scepter um, branding has been removed from the communication that goes to the, to the customer. Um, the email, as I said, appears to come from the, from the agent, um, the reply to for those, those techies out there. If you hit reply, the reply to goes straight back to the agent, not to you know, a Scepter email address or anything like that. And then when you click the link, you view an itinerary or a piece of content that is actually branded with the um, with the agent's uh, information, the agency's name, the particular agent's contact info, you don't see Scepter anywhere. And um, and and one of the cool features that, that we created is when that content is viewed, the agent will also get an alert saying your customer is engaging with this content right now. Now might be a good time to follow up with them and try to close the sale because they're thinking about you know this vacation, which is which is um, a piece of functionality that is really novel to the um, uh, to the agent community and one of the. One of the um, uh, uh, things we heard when we were talking to them was a was a pain point, just like you know, customers say they don't they don't get my emails, they're not receiving it, they're not viewing it. I don't know if they're telling me the truth, if they're just blowing me off, whatever. So you know, we give them these this kind of alerting functionality that tells them exactly what's going on with with the content that they're sharing and getting in front of their customers. Could we go all the way back to the beginning real quick and list those three elements again? I caught travel inspiration, content, the custom packaging. What was the number two that you had mentioned? Pre-built packages. So, okay. so we have, yeah, we have uh, all of our pre-built are air inclusive, right? So it's it's like a six or eight. I mean, we have all kinds of sort of customization features within the, the framework of the pre-built. Um, but but we have um, over 400 pre-built packages to date. So all of those itineraries and those packages are available to be resold um, through our Scepter brand by travel agents. We hope that they share and we give them the op opportunity to share all of our travel inspiration content with um, with their customers to kind of fire them up about you know hey you know where they might want to go. We have uh, over 800 proprietary content pieces that a staff of writers here have been created over the past uh, year and a half since we've been implementing our content strategy, and it's it's in, you know three things to do in Paris, you know the most beautiful towns in France that are not Paris, things <laughs> like that, right? Uh -huh. um, uh, to try to uh, excite customers to to travel, and then and then. Um, uh, and then, yes, as I said, we have our pre-built packages, and then we have a tool that will 
that will allow agents to completely customize a, a trip for their customers. Now, this solution that you're talking about, is this the white label solution that I was reading about on your website? Um, not exactly. Um, the white label solution that we have referenced in our website is kind of the third tier of our corporate strategy. So we have our B2C channel, Great Value Vacations. We have our B2B channel, Scepter Vacations. And then we do operate brands on behalf of third parties. So we operate the Lingus Vacation Store, and we've operated a few other um, uh, brands in the past and are always looking for partners. So when we talk about white labeling, that's kind of what we're thinking about, not so much the the rebranding of this content for the agent. So there is an element of white labeling there. That's that's true. So I was, um, there's a couple of, as I heard you kind of describing your reimagining of things, there's a couple of things that sort of jumped out at me. Um, and this is, I guess, these things about um, there's inspiration, there's this idea of trust, and there's this idea of control. I think those are three of the main factors. Um, so how do these kind of values and elements work into your company as a whole uh, with DHM? It, it, it's interesting. I mean, you, you, the, 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 the whole reason for kind of creating a, what I call a content strategy in the business, because historically DH has been a very kind of transactional business where you, people bought the travel from us, but they didn't research the travel through us. And that's, and that's key to be kind of, you know, top of funnel and companies like focus, right. will 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 tell you that 30, uh, 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 customers will go to 36 different travel sites before they make a decision about where they're going to go. Um, so, so certainly, you know, it, it, it started as a kind of consumer-facing strategy, which is how do we get in touch with the customers higher up in, in the funnel or, or uh, it, 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 ahead of the purchasing process? Um, and then, if you can get a, a ahead and you can get them researching travel on your through your brand, there will be that trust element. There will be that 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 sense of you know, expertise that your brand then has that will obviously uh, encourage uh, a higher propensity to convert through your brand as well. So it's our hope with the with the agent tools that we've created that the agents can create the same kind of trust and and expertise um, to their customers. So if they're sharing this content with their customers, they can become the the experts at you know France or Italy or Ireland and one of the key destinations that we're at, and that the content kind of demonstrates that that authority for them. Um, uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but but we have a question actually from one of our viewers, and she's uh, actually one of our engineers in Chihuahua. But before we get into that, uh, Wendy, do you have any questions for any other questions for Ben? Uh, for Ben, you can go ahead with the viewer question. Oh, okay, sure, thank you. Well, <clears throat> this question is coming. It's it's an internal question, uh, Ben. It's uh, in in our Slack platform, and this is from from uh, Ana Barrios and uh, from our office in Chihuahua. She's an engineer at Nearsoft, and she has this question for you. <clears throat> in such a fast-paced digital world, how do you how do you go about maintaining a competitive edge related to your platform? And why do you think the markets are ready for what you're offering? Um, great question. Um, I, I think that we are, we are certainly, and, and, and I might hesitate because I don't want to act too, um, uh, 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 I don't know, but the, the, we are doing things with our platform that our competitors are not doing. 
Um, I think that, you know, I bring and, and I've, I've brought along some of my team with me um, that understands kind of software development in the modern world, you know, the agile methodology, um, how to create MVPs, how to be lean, how to, how to you know, create that, that feedback loop with the customer base and or, or in the case that we're talking about here, you know, the agent community to understand what's working, what's not. Um, so we've applied all of that to our software development lifecycle. And, and that's, that, that would be my answer to how do we keep, keep pace, the same way any kind of lean startup would, would, would keep pace with um, um, with, with the industry that they're in. And, and so I think, I, I guess to, to the second part of the question, I think is do I think the industry is ready? Um, I, I do. I mean, I think that there, a lot of what we're doing is, is um, a, a better version of what's of other, other, other components that are out there. Um, now, you know, I don't think they've brought, others haven't brought everything together the way ha we have. We haven't put like a nice little bow on it or they haven't put a nice little bow on it with things like the alerting feature that I talked about earlier that, that really closes the loop in the communication for the, for the customer. But it's funny, people came to me when I was first proposing this um, in the industry and they said to me, you know, be careful, travel agents are really low tech. And I gotta say, I, I don't agree, you know, they're business people. And they use the tools that are available to them to drive their business and to close their sales. And we're just trying to create better tools for them. That was actually my my question because I was like, let's talk about usability and adaptation because the this lie or this myth, I don't know, <laughs> that you just mentioned, there's this image, I guess, of travel agencies being low tech. Um, so the use is I'm assuming the usability of your product is something that you always keep in mind to um, and how do you get this agencies to adapt to this or to, to buy into it? Is it a struggle or is it something that agencies are actually craving? I think they're craving it, but like with any new technology, of course it's a struggle, right? So um, you, you, how do we do it? I mean, we, we go to all the trade shows. I mean, first of all, we have a team of, of um, kind of field folks that go out and visit agents you know, they're all armed with 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 iPads. They they demo the tools for them. They show them how easy it is to use. That's always the feedback we get back, which is, "Wow, I can't believe I can do all of this stuff in one place." You know, um, and and no, but it is a a you know, there is an educational element to all of this, right? How do you how do you how do you use the tool sets? Um, uh, how do you uh, you know you have to train these folks so. Speaking of tools, what role does data and analytics play with your business? Uh, well, a huge. I mean, like any you know, internet-based company, we measure everything we possibly can. Um, so you know, we're looking at certainly both from a from a you know UI and UX perspective, what works, what features are are you know driving people further down the funnel, but also, I mean, from a product perspective, right? Like what's resonating. With with when I when I say product, um, and it's something I've had to learn going into the travel space. You know, I, I used the, the website itself used to be the product, right? So now it's it's the uh, I refer to that as the digital product, and the um, uh, uh, you know and the actual travel that we sell is the product. So you know the the product, the travel, um, the vacations, etc. You know, we're we're constantly obviously analyzing those as well on on price point. On, you know, we talked, uh, I think before we got on here, we were talking a little bit about millennials, about the demographic breakdown of, of who's interested in what trip, um, you know, how that aligns with price, uh, how it aligns with, with uh, the geographical breakdown of the customer bases in, in, in you know, North America. Um, so, you know, we're, 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 
we we're trying to leverage data as, as as much as we possibly can. I think like like most companies this this day and age. What's what's the balance with you for this idea of? Um, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of research and things that has to go into this idea of a pre-built package, custom packages. Like, where's the balance between technology doing that for you, like this research and this data, and actual like behind the scenes people who are researching and doing this hands-on field? Do you have that team of people? Well, I'm, I'm not sure that I understand the question. Like, for example, yeah. pre-built packages or even custom packages, this idea of where people are wanting to go, what they're wanting to do when they get there. How much of this is technology doing that research? And how much of this is actual team of people who are, you know, more hands-on in that sense? I see. I think it's probably, in terms of the building of our product the, and, and the building of the vacation packages, how many nights in Rome, how many nights in Venice, you know, how many nights in Florence, is it a train or is it a car, you know, that sort of thing, which is all part of our packages. It is, there's more of a human element to that right now. The, 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 um, the data is going to tell us, are people interested in Florence? Are people interested in, in Venice? You know, are people less? You know, the Venice is you guys may know is is pretty badly overrun in the summer with with tourists. Are we seeing a degradation in conversion rates as a result of that fact? You know, that sort of thing. So we'll watch that, and then that will inform the decisions we make uh, in terms of the, the 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 product development. But the actual product development is being done by by our vacation experts in house here. The the dream job. <laughs> <laughs> What about AI? We hear AI a lot in travel tech. Um, is that a part of? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Indeed. Uh huh. Uh, I mean, you know, it's 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 interesting because I, of course, just came from a a business that was a. Um, I mean, the, the the business I co-founded was a. I wouldn't refer to it as AI, but I would, you know, the, it was heavy. You know, we were building predictive models on what people wanted to eat, right? So. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, using machine learning and, and that type of technology. Um, that is, and, and I'm applying, and I, well, I shouldn't say that. I have plans to apply the same type of um, uh, learnings to this this business. Now, the, the key thing about that, right, and, and as you guys may know, is it's so much about classification, right? I mean, Netflix famously has, what, 75,000 different classifications and ways they categorize their, their, their each movie, right? So the the you know, the better, the, the more data we have in about our, our vacations, the better we can relate those vacations to each other. And then we can say, hey, customers who like this vacation also like that vacation. Our customers who went on this vacation had a great time on this vacation next. So that's that's certainly part of our, our roadmap in, in with respect to our, our direct business, um, less so the, the, the agent business. Although there are, there are some relationships between our content and the packages that, that we're creating. Um, through the same kind of classification schemas that we are using now with the agents simply to to help get and, and, and suggest content that they can share with their customers against destinations that their customers have expressed interest in. Buyers like me who take hours and hours and then days and days to book travel because I just get too distracted and need assistance <laughs> but you know there's there's a lot of folks in the industry will say don't try to automate that that is actually one of the great parts of the travel experience right is planning it yourself and you're talking to <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure but there have been a lot of um 
startups in that space were trying to do that sort of AI driven, um, you know, trip planning. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard. It's really hard um, because right. it's a it's such a personal experience and it's fun, you know, and, you know, the automating stuff that isn't fun is a no brainer. Automating stuff that's fun, you're removing fun from people's lives. And I think there's a there's 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 some resistance to that. Right. I was going to ask you as we're coming to the kind of the end of our last half hour, that was actually going to be my question is if you had any final words of wisdom to share with our audience. But I <laughs> I think those were actually some pretty wise words. So <laughs> it was a nice ending. But do you have anything else, any other final words of wisdom? No, that you I don't want to, want to take total credit for that. I've heard that analysis at, at conferences and stuff around. So oh, well, then. I'm just sharing. <laughs> Uh, kind of insight I've learned and wisdom I've learned. Um, okay, so now that you've come clean, how about you, Ben? Uh, what words of wisdom might you have from your um, experience and continued experience um, with this with this vertical? Oh, that's a it's a great question. Um, uh, it's uh, uh, wow. It, it, I'll, here, here's what I'll say: is um, businesses like mine. Um, historically have been um, uh, really, I guess, uh, more successful selling to an older demographic, to, to uh, you know, the baby boomers and, 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 and you know, and whatnot. Um, I've seen success and my, my, we've seen success selling to the whole spectrum of, of, of age groups, um, you know, that are old enough to, uh, to travel along. And um, and there are ways to do it. And just because you're selling a prepackaged, and we're not an all-inclusive all kind of thing, you know, when it's just, you're buying your meals and you're and you're you know rubbing cokes through us or anything like that. But we are, um, uh, but we are, you know, a, a, we're we're all-inclusive package, I suppose, in the sense of air, hotel, uh, you know, land land transportation, that sort of thing. Um, the, the younger demographics are not um, opposed to that sort of vacation model um, if it's pitched correctly to them. Um, if you treat them like they're senior citizens, they're going to go away from you. If you treat them like they're like, like, you know, they are the kind of hip young people that they are, they will buy from you. So that's my word of wisdom. How, how does, um, how do I say this? Where do financial limitations fall in that picture? Is that something that should or could be considered? I mean, um, I guess generally the baby boomers, we would think those are the people with the money, right? Um, right. So, when it comes, is that generally the rule that age and money go hand in hand, or are we seeing that's not the case? And how are people adapting to kind of hit that market of the more budget considerate people? Uh, I, I think you're right that that, that that assumption does go hand in hand. I think it's a fair assumption. Um, we are we are a success. You know, our business is successful at selling to a younger demographic because we offer um, really a, a, you know, all inclusive packages at a very affordable price points. That you know somebody who's just out of school on a you know forty thousand dollar a year salary can afford. And um, you know and and certainly we you know we don't you know our our goal is not to sell you know twelve hundred dollar per passenger packages to millennials and ten thousand dollar per package packages to boomers um uh you know our our, our product in general is much more um sort of affordable and and you know we, we aim for a high high value um you know mid-market product so okay 
marketing like, for those millennials, are you using any type of social influence marketing? That'll be my uh, last question. <laughs> we are, we are, um, yes, <laughs> would be my answer. Um, uh, it's, uh, I mean, listen, there's, as you all are probably well aware, there are, travel is a very kind of Instagrammable thing. There are a lot of um, social influencers on that platform. It's something that, you know, our business is really working hard to have a stronger presence in. Um, and uh, and it's certainly <laughs> the key, one of the keys to, um, to, to getting to that, that younger demographic. It's not the only one, but it's, it's one of them. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for your time today. Uh, oh, Carlos, go ahead. No, no, no. Actually, no, I was just going to uh, send out a, a brief reminder. that We're about to wrap up, so uh, I was just going to say thank you to, to Ben, but you go ahead and do the wrapping. By all means. Well, that's actually what I was going to say, too, is like, thank you for your time today, Ben. We're wrapping up. <laughs> you have anything else that you'd like to say before we close out? But <laughs> No, no. Thank you guys very much. It's been a, a really fun experience here. Thank you. It's great talking to you. Yeah, it's our pleasure. And congratulations cool. on, on your success uh, with DH Enterprise and um, kind of trailblazing this this um this vertical, which I think is really fun. I think it's interesting that you said that the fact that that stat that you threw out there, the 65% of sales are actually through travel agents. It surprised me. I think I, I just had and this assumption. Growing. Yes, it's, I just had this assumption that it's kind of like this like dinosaur kind of thing, like it's Carlos, on its way out. And then I'm wrong. Carlos told me to write things on paper. So it's sort of, you know, it's like this one of these kind of things, right? I don't know if you can see that, but the uh, little closer. Travel, age, travel agent you usage went down and now it's coming back up. And Why is that? Of, you know, do you have a, an idea? Well, I, I think it's it's the personal touch. It's the it's it's and 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 the confidence that that you have with buying through a um, through an agent and somebody that you can call and deal with on the phone rather than you know a, a website that you are um, uh, you know you you don't have that that uh, you can't pick up the phone necessarily and call them and if you do it's you're going to be on hold for an hour. You know? yeah. I think it's something interesting, like to give this a not this illusion, but this sense of control at the beginning, like the decision making is mine. And once I've made the decision, appreciate this person to then take the reins and, and drive. I think I can, I could relate to that. You know, it also depends. I know we have to wrap up. I'll just say really, it depends on the destination, right? Like a New Yorker is probably not using a travel agent to go to, you know, LA for four days. But right. they, they, they would more they would use it to go to uh, you know to Europe for a week and a half or something. Right. Very good. Well, the only anything else, uh, Wendy? Anything else before we wrap up? I've got nothing else. Okay, cool. Well, uh, Ben, the only thing left for me to to do is uh, first of all, thank you for accepting to be with us here and have this conversation. We appreciate it, and I'm sure our audience did and will because it'll this will be right there on the website and I usually at the end I kind of announce the next uh, interview but to be honest we're taking a break much deserved <laughs> break right so there's nothing this is going to be the last one of the year there's more coming of course but all the details are going to be there like on the first week of January on the website in the meantime let's just all take a break relax and reap the cool fruits of our labor yes, <laughs> so Merry Christmas thing. happy yeah. holidays happy new year to everyone Absolutely. Holidays, Thank guys. you so Thank much, you guys. Day. Thank you, Ben. You, See you next time. Bye. Bye.
Check out past episodes, transcripts, blogs, and more on our website, dojo.nearsoft.com. <laughs>